0: And on the line now is a local CCTV journalist, uh, Jane Keogh. Thanks for speaking to us this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Now, uh, Jane, are you able to update us as to what happened overnight in uh, some of the volatile parts of the country?
1: Well, what we're hearing this morning is what we've been hearing over the last one week uh, and the the last couple of days. Um, it's, It's relatively quiet at night. Uh, but uh, we understand some neighbourhoods still remains very tense, very uh, volatile. I like to say it. Um, from those we speak to this morning, those who are rising maybe to the work uh, to, to work at the hotel, we're saying they, they are reporting that it's very difficult to live. Um, in four neighbourhoods are the ones that have been protesting, and they say they are, some of them are being stopped from coming to work because they are being forced to get into this protest um, as people continue to agitate in the of that ruling that they really want the president to retain his position.
0: Now, um, uh, there is, of course, these allegations that uh, the Concord judges were pressured into making the decision that they did. Do we know who is making these allegations and also what sort of impact could this have on the forthcoming election?
1: Well, it's interesting because we were speaking to the government spokesperson yesterday and this, this news, these allegations, of course, the judges or the judge who fled to Wanda, the vice uh, chairperson of the constitutional courts, is these threats are coming from the powers within, from the government officials because they were being coerced to make this decision in favor of the president. But on the other hand, when you speak to the opposition for politicians, they'll tell you that they didn't really expect the ruling to go any other way. For starters, the judges are appointed by the president, so be certainly expected them to make that decision. Now, the main opposition candidate, the person who is considered to be the main opposition candidate, his name is Agatha Nwasa. We did speak to him yesterday, and he said at the moment there's no way free, democratic, uh, transparent elections can be held with the current atmosphere. In fact, he was calling. Uh, we did ask him whether he will be standing in those elections. He said it's still too early to decide on that, and uh, he's still hopeful. That something can be done, but he's calling for the postponement of the parliamentary elections, so which are due to be which are due to this month. He says that uh, they should be postponed to allow for dialogue. And today we do know that uh, East African uh, Foreign Affairs Ministers will be holding an extraordinary meeting here in Bujumbura. They are expected to arrive here today. Uh, we are told they will be meeting with the president and opposition poli- uh, politicians.
0: Well, one would think that uh, they would be, uh, you know, holding that Arusha accord, uh, you know, up and asking uh, the uh, protagonist to actually take a look at that document once again. Is there a sense that uh, the prescripts of that accord have been violated at this point?
1: Well, if you ask the opposition, if you ask the people who are, if you ask the protesters, they will tell you it's definitely been violated. But uh, what the president's supporters of the ruling party, CNDDFDB, saying that, listen, we understand that the Arusha Accords said on you can only do this for two terms, but then there's the constitution which... They are insisting rights that accord. And that's why they say that even the judges say that the the fact that it has the universal suffrage part in it in the Constitution uh, gives it it basis that indeed the president can run for a third term. But many people will tell you that um, they sort of feel the international community should step in. Some are saying that even South Africa should actually step in having overseen this process in Arusha. Mm. So there's that debate going on at the moment.
0: And um, how many people, uh, Jane, have fled the country to escape the violence, or is that not a major problem at this point?
1: It is a problem. Um, uh, the UN is talking about twenty-five thousand people fleeing to neighboring Rwanda. Um, of course, the government has dismissed these, uh, these allegations. They say these suggest. Uh, people from one community, it appears to be taking an ethnic dimension uh, at the same time because most of the people also who fled to Rwanda, they say, are from the Tutsi community. So um, And we're talking about Rwanda only. We do know there are people fleeing to Burundi. We've seen people also going to, labor, to, to Uganda. So there's that debate going on at the moment. But according to the United Nations, we, we understand 25,000 people have fled so far.